0: You are listening to Normalized Crime, an in-depth look at gang life and all the effects that come along with it.
1: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Normalized Crime. I'm Eric.
0: What's going on, Berto here?
1: Berto, we're back with another episode. And it sounds like we're looking at guns today.
0: Yeah, I wanna um I wanna get into I basically want to get into how easy it is, I think, well, I don't even more so now, but how easy it is for um, people to get guns, right, in 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 a neighborhood. Um, and I don't I didn't say, you know, just gang members, uh, just anybody, really, you know, and I imagine it's probably even a lot more dramatic as far as how easy it is now than it ever was. So I, I want to get into that, man we can kind of have a discussion about that kind of see where you sit. Yeah. I mean, I think that's where we'll go, but, but to start it off though. Right. I wanted to, I forgot, I even forgot to tell you this right now. I got a. I I read an email from a viewer mm-hmm. and they, and they said, why don't Eric ever say shit? <laughs> I said, that, was a, that, was a, that was a whole email. That was a whole email. And I was laughing about it. It wasn't, I don't even know who it was. I, I, it was like one of them, I looked real fast and then, and, and, and I lost it, but, um, man, that, that shit had me laughing. Cause it was just a, a blatant question. And, uh, and so they want to know why you don't ever say shit, man. <laughs> so I, I, I guess I should be talking more then, huh? Well, I mean, yeah, every now and then you got to speak up you got, every now and then you got to speak up or I got to shut up one of the two. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, so I thought that was funny, you know? Yeah. Be, I mean, while we're on the topic of, of, uh, you know, listeners, um once I get to uh the total uh first ten reviews, and I think we're almost i think we're at like six already. I think we're at like oh, six God. reviews yeah, yeah, so once i so once I get to the total ten, that's when i'll I'll send all the the gift cards out uh simultaneously and it's just a reminder to to the the guys that sent the review um and you're sending the reviews. make sure that you put your your email address so I know it's you. And cause I can look on Apple Podcasts and see, I, I remember the first six already. So yeah, just, just make sure you, you email the show, the normalized crime email and just, you know, verify that, that, that you put that in with an address and, and I'll get that out to you uh, and I appreciate it. We all appreciate it. Definitely. Yeah. So, you know, I also want to, I think, uh, probably next week, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, either a review or, or, or email I'll get, you know, I'll read it on air, you know, just to kind of pay homage to the people that support the show, man. Like it means a lot. We all in this together. You know, I say that shit all the time, but um, yeah. So back to the task at hand here.
1: Well, I just want to is... say that it's pretty amazing that we've already gotten six reviews from that so thank you everybody that's awesome see this is me trying to talk more
0: that's yeah it's good i see i wasn't ready for it it was like an <laughs> uppercut you know what i mean it was like an <laughs> i didn't see it coming i was like there's no way he's saying shit right here all right, but but back to the task at hand here all right so uh how, how easy it is to get guns in a neighborhood i mean i think <clears throat> i think everybody listening you know when they hear that they they could probably think of four or five guys they can call right now <laughs> and, get, <laughs> and get, and get, and get hold of something. Right. And so, uh, yeah, man, I remember when, when we were growing up, it wasn't quite that easy, you know, but it was easy uh, because, you know, I mean, the old saying money talks, right. If you got money and you can pay cash, guys can find anything you're looking for. You know, I remember, you know, as, as young members, right when we were you know when i was a young member i never ever thought like oh man i got to buy a gun or anything like that because the nation always had guns you know it was just it was they were there for us but once i got into a little more of a leadership role then you start realizing you know you guys are the ones that have to purchase guns you know yeah. And, Those uh, guns are coming from somewhere, and somebody's yeah, responsible yeah, they, for getting them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're not growing on trees. At least, you know, not in Milwaukee, not yet. Yeah, man. So, so we had to start, like, you know, trying to find guns, and you know, ultimately using our 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 nation money, our due money, and 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 buying guns. And don't get me wrong, man. There were times where, like, it'll be a little bit of a task to get a gun you know, but for the most part, like you put out a feeler, we, we had it real easy though, because, because of the fact that there was different chapters, you know, so we could, you know, if we needed a gun in a pinch, we can go to Wild Walker, or we can go to Deuce Trey or we can go to Sawyer and be like, Hey, yo, you guys got a gun and, 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 you know what I mean? And either buy it or, you know, just let them know, Hey, we're messed up, you know, but I, it never got to that point. You know, it was it, for us, it was just about us buying our own guns. And, um, and there's a number of different ways, man, like, uh, <laughs> it's, it's sound crazy, but you just solicit people, man. Like you literally, literally like people in the neighborhood, like, you know, you look around, you're like, yeah, that guy, he's probably, he's probably a gun owner, you know? And, and so you literally just, you, you know, you make conversation, you know, we were a bunch of young kids, but like I said, man, we carried ourselves like young men as far as um, the way we moved. Yeah. I, we actually, we actually got one of the, one of the guy's neighbors. I remember one of the guy's neighbors, <clears throat> I won't, put him on blast too you know because he's probably still out there moving but um he was just an older older white guy we used to see him he used to have like you know like little dirt bikes driving around the block but you know like just a guy that probably worked his whole life and and uh we just approached him and they're like what's up man like you know like no disrespect but you know you wouldn't happen to have any kind of guns for sale would you you know just uh, out of the blue yeah we just out of the blue i mean but we had like we had had like a mutual uh respect with the guy as far as like we'd walk through the alley all the time and like we see him you know heading out him and you know we were never like in his shit so you know it was kind of like a just like a mutual respect thing so i think that that went a long way with uh with what when what we were doing there at first he was like nah man you know like i'll let you know if i hear something you know and you know, I mean, I, I we respected that, right? But the, we put our foot in the door, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, we just, you know, respectful. All right, thank you. Kept it moving. It might have been like four months later, bro. Like that he he seen us walking again, walking through the alleys. Hey, you know, I wasn't I wasn't one of the guys, but but uh, I remember you know when it uh, when it happened. But he basically called him over, like, hey, you know, let me talk to you. And you know, we were interchangeable. At that time, obviously, like, you know, a king is a king. So whoever was, whoever it was, they wouldn't talk to him. And he's like, hey, man, you know, he's like, I see you guys keep to yourself kind of thing. (laughs) You know, (laughs) he's like, I got, you know, he had a 380. He had a 380 with three clips. He's like, if you guys want to buy it, he's like, it's got to be all cash. Make a decision by today. You know, like this. He was like one of those, like, no nonsense kind of guys, right? Like, this is the, This is the deal, <laughs> you know. Uh-huh. And so we agreed to it, whatever it was, I don't even remember what it was. It wasn't nothing pricey, probably like 140 or something. And we ended up having that gun at 380, right? <clears throat> so, you know, um this is I- I'm just trying to think of a time where we were in like a dilemma and looking for guns, right? So here's the crazy part. So there's always a the crazy part with me, right? It always turns <laughs> into that. But but so we got that 380. Boom. We're still looking for guns though, you know? Looking for guns and um a few stories ago a few episodes ago sidetrack we're almost at 30 episodes that's crazy but anyways (laughs) um but but anyways a few episodes ago i mentioned you know i talked about when fro was on the reservation and the shit happened with our money and you know we were kind of mad at fro but he knew how to get us and and win our hearts back i'll tell you that because he he came down he he had went up to uh to black river falls where he had a uh he had a court hearing for for a case he caught up there, and when he came back down, um, I never forget it. He came. We're in Rick's basement. He came down there. He was like, he was like, "Come check out what I got." So we all, you know, giddy little kids, right? Like we all, all right, let's go, right? And we all run outside. And he's got a, he had a nine, a Smith and Weston. He had a SKS assault rifle, and. He brought him down from the reservation and I don't even think he paid for him to be honest with you. I think just gave him to him. And wow. Yeah. And so, so that's, that's how easy, you know, that, that sometimes it is that way, you know, see and
1: I, I'm surprised by this because I would just imagine I, I, and I guess this is just my narrow mind of not being aware of things going on, but I would just imagine like, You would have had a guy, you know, that you went to and that when you needed a gun, you went to this guy. He was like the the neighborhood gun guy or something. But it wasn't that simple. It was mostly just like, oh, this person said they would sell us a gun. Here we go. (laughs) Or whatever.
0: Yeah. It just it's it's uh it's crazy that organically something like that could happen, right? But (laughs) but it, it it really does, man. And um and that's that's the nature of that's the nature of the metropolitan areas, man. Like this is just kind of even people that aren't connected are connected, you know, and um, they just carry themselves differently. There's a lot of people that were never a part of any organization that are just street guys, you know. And um, yeah, so so that that nine Smith and Wesson and then also that uh, that SKS. And so, you know, Fro was back in our good graces you know we were so happy with (laughs) them, and then uh so this is also another element of it right there's also you know times where you trade guns right now you typically don't trade them with people that aren't kings you know or but i've seen that done too i've seen that done too but you know but but for the most part like we trade them between chapters you know Mm-hmm. And um, you always make sure to give them a heads up. Hey, you know, you know, this, this and this, this guy might have a couple, couple shootings on there, you know? And obviously if it's, if it's, if there's a murder, like you you wouldn't trade it to another king, you know what I'm saying? Like you get rid of the gun or whatever. But yeah, we had a, we had a, we had a 45, man. It was a, it was a llama and it was a lemon squeeze. And it was, it was the coolest looking gun because it looked like dirty Harry had gave it to us himself. <laughs> Like he gifted it to us, you know, <laughs> it was uh, it had a, like a marble handle, it had like like it was heavy steel, you know, it had like some engravings in it. I remember, I can see it, right, man. That thing was a piece of shit, man. The first time Toot shot it, <laughs> the lemon, <laughs> the the first time toot shot it, the lemon squeeze broke, you know. He was uh, I, I don't know if you know what a lemon squeeze is, but the, I have there's no probably, idea what a the lemon there's squeeze probably, there's, yeah, and I yeah, I just thought about that. There's probably a lot of people that don't know what a lemon squeeze is, right? But um the sad part is a lot of people listening to this probably know exactly what a lemon squeeze is. They're, you know, they're probably like, Yeah, yeah, I got one of those, right? But anyways, so uh a lemon squeeze, there's probably a more technical name. I don't know it, right? But all it is is where like if you squeeze the handle of a of a firearm, have you ever have you ever held a gun before? Yeah okay, so you've got the gun, so if you squeeze the handle right and you know obviously your fingers around the trigger you know but but your thumb is wrapped around the back of that is wrapped around the back of the handle right so what a lemon squeeze is is right right where that that uh where your th- like the web of your thumb is at, there's like a little button that pushes in when you apply pressure and mm-hmm. and it gives a rapid it gives a rapid shot so okay. instead of just instead of just pow, pow, you know you get a pow, pow, You know what I mean? Like you get, you get a couple of them in a row or sometimes three in a row. Um, but the problem with that is it causes your gun to jam a lot. Um, so, and in this case, it just basically, it didn't shatter the gun, but it like cracked it. Like it literally like cracked the handle, this marble handle and it like damaged the gun somehow. Um, he got a couple shots off. He's shooting at this Cobra, but, um, he got a few shots off and, and, I never forget it you know he came back right back I was like waiting for him and he came right back and he's like man he's like it broke and it like you know it the the hammer even like popped back and and like really damaged like the top of his hand like it it was swollen and so yeah man we had that gun and uh for some reason the walkers were enamored with it you know they loved it and we told them it was broken (laughs) well no well no so here's so here's the thing right it didn't break all the way it broke in the sense that the lemon squeeze didn't work anymore but it was still it was still a usable gun but the most efficient way to use it crazy part was instead of pulling the trigger you you uh you know you slapped the hammer on the back of it okay you know so so it's more efficient because pulling the trigger is you, you risk trying to use the lemon squeeze and it doesn't work. Right. So you're better off just not even using the trigger and just slapping the hammer. So that's what we ended up having to do with that for a while. I, I hated it. I hated that gun. But, um, but, but, but so the walkers were intrigued with it and they're like, all right, well, we got this 38. And so we're like, all right, well, 38 looked good. It was a revolver and we traded it off. So that right there, like those little three innocent moves, right? Boom. Mm-hmm. We got that there, got that there, got that there. Boom. Those were the three guns that were used in the cornerstone homicide of our indictment. You know, that fast. Boom, boom, boom. You know, and now they're there. Mm-hmm. And so that's how easy it is, man. And I can imagine now, like like now it's probably 20 times easier and then the the hardest part to to really grasp is that the kind of guns now compared to the kind of guns we had then. Like you you just you hear what I just mentioned. I just mentioned that it was a six shot revolver. Like guys ain't carrying revolvers around now. They got, <laughs> they got they got, you know, they got drums, man. Like 50 round drums. Like, you know, guys are coming to to take lives, man. It's a it's a crazy different world. As far as what you have access to, you know, I never even seen some of the stuff that that um like some of the simple stuff that I've seen on the internet now. You know what I'm saying? Like even like when it comes to handguns and just, man, it's it's a crazy, crazy world, man, that 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 we have right now as far as guns go. Do you look at some
1: of the guns they have now and be like, oh my God, the things that would have happened if we would have had one of those guns back
0: in the day? Oh my, all day. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the first thing I think about. And, and I'm sure you probably thought that when I mentioned the SKS, right. And we, we actually never used the SKS. Thankfully, <laughs> we, we, we we were going to use it one time, one time we were going to use it because we had it by Rick's house and we kept it over there. This one, I, I don't know if all SKS are like this, but this one had like a knife on the end. It must have been like an old time gun. Like you run out of bullets and you just, you just up Start that knife and, then, yeah, and that, that's it. You're like, yeah, like they're, they're in close, like to, well, you're in close quarters with a SKS. Like, but anyways, um, there was like a, there was a, a party with a bunch of like SGDs and it was right down the block from Rick's house. And like, we seen like a lot of SGDs out there. And so we went over there. I had it. I had the SKS. I had it in a trench coat. And we got right across the street from the house, man. And then we seen like a bunch of, you know, a bunch of girls going in. And, you know, it was just a party. There was like people, you know, like different kind of people there. And it wasn't just all gang members. And we turned around and rolled out. But um, that was the one time. That was the one time we almost used it. Other than that, it ended up getting caught. Like not too long after that, they found it. Got raided in some house. Story of our life. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. And, and you think about this, right? So... I think about like the people that, you know, they live in the street and they sell guns, you know what I'm saying? And, and let's say they bought a legit gun, right? Let's just say it was somebody legit. I mean, all they really have to do is say, oh, it was stolen. You call the cops, you sell it, right? You call the cops and say, hey, it was,
1: yeah, you I know, f- it was stolen.
0: What are, what are they going to say? You yeah, know what I mean? And, and, then, and then, you know, you can give them the serial number and say, hey, man, this is a serial number. You know, it was stolen out of my house. You know, and that's it. Like there's there's nothing that anybody could say. And now the cops are looking for what, a needle on a haystack? They're not looking for that gun. You mm-hmm. know, and and um I think about like the laws that that I mean to me they're like window dressing laws, though, man. You know, like they they want you to look at them. Like I seen a law that um they banned the advertising to kids with like as far as gun sales, but that's not like that's not a thing for you know. That's not like a thing for the kids in the hood. Like nobody's watching TV. Like oh man,
1: yeah, <laughs> that, that
0: makes me want to go buy a gun. Like no, we're already in the street. Like we don't need a commercial. We need a a, a seller is what yeah, we need. You it it I mean? doesn't
1: matter. It doesn't matter that yeah. yeah that they're 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 advertising it because right. I mean it's your
0: survival. So you, they you, stopped you know, that law. Yeah. yeah so that's, so so that's a law that was stopped. You know that. <laughs> That's a crime fighting law right there. The, I mean the the crackdown on ghost guns, bro. That's exactly what we were just talking about. Like, how do you determine a ghost gun? You know, and and you know what's crazy? It's just like this whole this whole topic is such a like a it's a it's almost like an oxymoron, bro. Like, there's so many people that want to get rid of gun violence, but they don't want to give up their Second Amendment. You know, mm-hmm. and I agree with that. Like, it's I understand that. Like, you know, like everybody should have the right to bear arms, you know what I mean? And I would never fight that, you know what I mean? But at the same time, you can't say that out of one side of your mouth and then say, oh, we want to stop gun violence because where are the guns coming from?
1: Exactly. You know,
0: like the people that can legally buy them, you know, it's not like there's a, it's not like the people that sell guns, you know, every now and then open up the back of their store and like, all right, come get them. You know, like (laughs) they're bought by somebody and then they're sold. You know, you can never, you can never clean up the streets. You can never clean up the streets of guns and 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 uh, and satisfy the Second Amendment, bro. Like that's just that's just that's a reality that the the country has to face. Yeah. Um, you as can, long as you can, the guns are there, the wrong right people
1: I mean, are going to get a hold of them. You know,
0: right? And I mean, you could put, you know, what do they say? You could put lipstick on a pig, man. But at the end of the day, like. It's still a pig. There's no way you, you know, you can you can dress up these rules and oh well, you can't sell no more bump stocks, you know, you can't uh advertise the kids no more, you know, we're gonna crack down on ghost guns and do thorough background checks. Do you think we're sending a guy to get a gun? If their background check is (laughs) going to (laughs) fail, like, you know, if I'm sitting in a room waiting and I say, Hey, listen, I'm going to need you to go get this gun for me. He's like, all right. You think I'm going to be like, all right. So you only got four felonies, right? Yeah. like No, No. like we're, you're going to send somebody who's clean. Mm -hmm. And then that guy's going to be, man, I got mugged on the way home and they took my gun. What are you going to do? You can call him a liar. (laughs) I mean, so, I mean, that's the thing, man. Like, you know, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a slippery slope, man. And like I said, man, I, 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 protect, I protect the second amendment, you know, rights. I, I just, I just know that you can't, you can't do both in this equation. You know what I'm saying? So where do you stand on that? I mean, so I, I guess I'm, I'm not quite
1: where you're at because I feel like, I feel like there's some wiggle room in the second amendment rights. I feel like people, people love their guns because they feel like we've had this culture of loving guns forever. And I really believe like, like at a certain point, we kind of need to let that go for the safety Mm -hmm. of everybody. Like, I I don't want to say we have to take guns away from everybody, but it's just like to say that you absolutely need to be able to have your AK 47. I mean, I just, I don't see why anybody needs that. And, and so I think that there's some room to move on that a little bit. You know.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, I, I mean, listen, like, you got to understand, right? Like, obviously, I'm not a gun owner, right? I mean, because I'm a felon, you mm-hmm. know, um, but, uh, you know, like I said, I, I, I respect the Second Amendment and, and uh, I respect my wife's right to to have the Second Amendment as well, you know, mm-hmm. and so, you know, like, that's, that's the thing, like, people are always going to you know, they're always going to want to protect their family, you know, and um, it's a scary world we live in, bro. Like whether, whether you're in the suburbs or, or you're in the inner city, you know, things happen, you know, whether you're at the grocery store or you're at whatever, a ball game, things happen and people want to feel safe. And even though a gun doesn't make you safe because people have died with guns on them, um, it it gives people a lot of sense of security. And I understand that, you know what I'm saying? Like I, you know, would I want to be the guy that died in a gunfight with a gun on me? Yeah. Like that's, that's how people see it. it, At least in my opinion, you know, um, but to, I guess to, to ride defense a little bit, I could say, I understand the concept behind premise that somebody would need an AK, you know, or an AR-15, or whatever. But I don't I don't really think that uh when it comes to guns, you can really you can't set a limit, bro. You can't regulate it. You know what I mean? Like you can't regulate and say, mm, you're not gonna be able to get more than 15 bullets. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 just not gonna happen, bro. And um I do I do understand the sentiment and I agree that there is such thing as overkill and unnecessary Unnecessary protection, I guess, is what you can call it. Um, you know, guys ain't got bazookas in their house waiting on somebody, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you know, but but yeah, it's it's one of those things, bro, where like people just want to feel safe. You know, they feel like that makes them feel safe, and you know, in the world that we live in now, I can't blame them. You know, do do it, it's it's hard to say that because I believe in in change. I believe in being able to try to clean up these streets a little bit with the guns. But, but I just know that where we're at right now, it's just like, we're, we're, we're just weaving back and forth, man. You know, we're just weaving back and forth. We're, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to push the guns out, but but at the same time we're pulling them back in. I've yet to see any good idea (laughs) that, that resembles something that could satisfy both parties. You know?
1: Right. And and it's a very hard thing to have a good idea for because really you want everybody to save be safe. You get rid of all the guns, but at the same time you you there there are plenty of practical purposes for a gun. I, I don't want to see nobody be able to go hunting anymore. I think hunt if you want to go kill Bambi, I'm I'm cool with that. You know, no. so it's 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 a really hard thing to, to say what is the right way, what is the wrong way to do it. And Unfortunately, yeah. I don't think there is a good situation for that, you know? Yeah. And me they're...
0: personally, I wouldn't kill Bambi, but <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Have you ever went deer hunting? Let's just, let's just. Let's I went on.
1: deer hunting one time for like, before I could even carry a gun. So I was really young and I couldn't carry a gun, but my father took me out, to see if I wanted to get the ability to carry a gun. And I went and sat out on the w- woods and froze my, my butt off for, for two hours. And I said, yep, never again. I'm good.
0: I'll just, so you didn't even get to shoot anything?
1: No, no. Never even got to the point where I was holding a gun even. I just went out and sat out there while he was hunting to see if I liked doing it. And I said,
0: nope. I
1: don't mm. like doing this. So... Yeah. But then yeah, I you shot there, one. You,
0: but then I you was... Were there, you were there to run to the cooler. I'm sorry to tell you. <laughs> That's what you were there for.
1: <laughs> and and when I was... uh, But, I mean, I shot plenty of guns while I was in the military. So... So I mean, I did have the experience right, right. of shooting a gun, but it did nothing for me. All I did my crowning moment of shooting a gun is that I went to a gun range and shot out a light and got my ass chewed out for it.
0: Yeah, but no, man. So I mean the serious the serious thing here, man, is just about just about how easy the access is, man. I think I think when I was uh I'd say the first time I ever like held a gun gun that i could you know i had free will with it was like a uh it was a 38 it was a silver 38 it was on walker and i remember it was so (laughs) we just used to carry like we you know six shot it was a six shot 38 but but then you know like you carry a couple bullets on you just in case you know because it's not really much to say for the run there you know yeah and um (laughs) But we used to just have like a little Ziploc bag full of bullets. We used to just be carrying around. Like, what the hell? we had a um, we had a, a forty four, right? We used to call it the. That was the Dirty Harry. It was the Anaconda, and and this the the barrel was long as hell. But we had a. Uh, it was the craziest thing. It was like a green belt that was specifically designed to carry forty four shells, and we had it full of you know four four bullets. Cause that was also a resol- a revolver that was, you know, only six shots. And, uh, just to think though, like we used to literally be walking around with that on our shoulder, you know, and people were probably looking at us like, what the what hell the is going on this <laughs> year? <here?" laughs> and literally, yeah, like we, I, I can, I, I don't think I ever carried it. I can vividly remember Desmond carrying it, but he was really the only one. Cause I can, like, I can picture one night where he had it on him, but we literally used to carry that around, man. And, uh. The origin of a lot of our guns, I think about it, are usually like from when I was young. Obviously, it just be like the the older brothers that would come and be like, here, you know, like, just make sure you guys are safe and and that kind of deal. But we would get like we would get like gun dumps, you know, like it was like when we got gun dumps, it usually be like a couple of handguns and, and, a, and a bunch of rifles that were either rifles or shotguns. Usually what that will tell you is that. They rob somebody for, 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 their, for their guns. guns. <laughs> yeah, because that happened a lot. That that really happened a lot. Like guys would hear about like a, you know, a gun safe or a gun uh, shell or whatever, whatever it is, like a glass case. And they would they would rob, you know, guys and usually end up with a bunch of rifles. And but that's how we got into like, you know, knowing about like 30 out sixes and uh, not really knowing, knowing about them, but knowing what they were. And you know, just different kind of long, long rifles, and and uh, obviously people sawed off shotguns. They would just saw it off, and that is that supposed to be? That's an illegal thing to do, right? You saw off the shotgun. I have no idea, honestly. I would assume so. Yeah, I'm pretty. But, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's. Because um, I would imagine it's
1: really dangerous to shoot that gun with a sawed-off barrel. Like don't don't you think that would increase the chances of it like backfiring and stuff like that?
0: Yeah, we never thought about that, but but that's a good point. And it thankfully it didn't do that to me. I I shot it off. I shot off a shotgun. Um, there's different kinds, though, right? Like there's a. I remember the the walkers had a a, a twenty gauge, a, a Mossberg. Man, that thing was. I wouldn't try to shoot that off. Not at that age.
1: Hmm. I, I
0: was a. I was too little for that. At that age, I was like. You know, you I was thirteen.
1: Yeah, oh, you would have flew God. back by like ten feet
0: <laughs> after you pulled the trigger. Yeah, it was huge. <laughs> but I shot a regular uh, a regular shotgun before, uh before I never never shot a double barrel. I yeah. actually shot it I actually shot it on accident. It was a mistake. I uh so before I really got like into like the true gangbanging mode, um I think everybody kind of go might go through this phase in in the uh, in the street life. You know, when you're getting into gangs, it's like when you first start. Like, if you're starting to be a shooter kind of guy, like you don't just start. I mean, me personally, like I wasn't just shooting at a lot of guys at first. You know, mm. like I did like a like if it was like a gang house, you know, like you would shoot up a house or something like that. You know what I'm saying? And and um and then you kind of get into the flow of it. And uh, I remember there was a gang house that a bunch of LFs were supposed to always be at, and it was on like Seventh and Seventh um, and Madison. It was like right by the apartment buildings, and I remember I went over there, and my good old buddy, uh, good old Trusty Wolf, Wolf was with me, mm-hmm. and um, you know he's he's always there. For for he was there for this folly, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was these dudes they were they lived upstairs and and so like we're talking shit outside, right, and uh we're like we're trying to get him to come out like we're throwing like rocks at the at the house, and uh nobody's coming out, nobody's looking out the window or nothing and and I'm, I'm like you know i'm I'm like getting ready to walk away, I'm like, all right, and I'm starting talking shit, I'm like, you lucky, you know you lucky and uh and i and I go to cock the gun. And I've never done it before, right? Mm -hmm. Like this is this was it. This was the this was not a drill. Like this was the (laughs) this was the go, man. And then when I brought it forward, like I must have brought it forward and simultaneously, like just had my finger right there by the trigger and just just shot it, (laughs) just shot it, you know, right in the right in the air. Um, and and uh, I was like, oh shit! (laughs) We took off running. We took off, but that was the only time I ever shot a shotgun, and and it was by accident. So.
1: This is kind of a segue to a question I do have for you, which is not totally on our topic, but it does have to do with guns. So I assume before you ever got, got it at the point where you got into gang life, you had never probably really handled a gun too much. and certainly never handled it with the intent of ever going after a, a person. Can you remember back to the first time you ever carried a gun and you were going into a situation like, were you just mortified, or was it? Did it just kind of come naturally? I guess. How would you describe that that first experience? Because I just imagine that the first time, I, I would assume that over time you would just get used to that. But I imagine the yeah. first time was terrifying.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think it was for me, bro. Like honestly, it it they just kind of all blended together. Like it just became like a. Um, once I, I put my head down and said, this is where I'm at. Like, it was just, it was just, I I never felt like, um, like scared or, you know, like, um, like really, really anxious. And, and the reason why I think is because you rarely had time to think, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you rarely had time to, to really analyze what you're doing. It was all like, go, go, go spur the moment, things happen. You got to just react and you never have, you're not mapping things out, you know? And I think the one time, like I said, I mentioned about being nervous was that one test that I had to complete with the walkers. Right. When they called me downstairs, like, yo, we're going to drop you off into one hood and all that. Right. Mm-hmm. And they asked me like, are you scared? And I was like, no, nah, I'm a little nervous. You know, like I had butterflies in my stomach, but that was because I was there thinking about it. You know, like I was there now I'm trying to plan it out. Like I'm thinking in my head, like, damn, they're going to drop me off. And so that's my point is like the majority of what you're doing It's
1: just reactionary. It's it's just reactionary,
0: bro. It's it's spurred a moment, and then it's like it's like you know, fight or flight. It's it's you know, freeze or or you know, respond. Like it's if you freeze up, obviously, like all those things have a you know, they have a a consequence to them, bro. You know, and yeah, it's a split second, so you you never really have the time or want to think about. You know that kind of thing. So, yeah, it for me it was never like a terrifying experience. I can't really give you the. i be like I, I'm trying to think about the first time, but I just remember when I came. What well, this is, this is, this is the same. When I came off the porch, like I was all the way off the porch. You know, that, like that's the saying. Like once I came out with a gun, like I was, I was every every day was was the same. You know. Mm-hmm and i might not have had a shootout every day of course i'm not saying that but i'm just saying like the 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 little ones that they roll into each other you know shooting somebody here or there like you don't think them was that my first one or my second time i shot at the, you know what i mean like and and when you're like young like that it's not like you're like really like i said you're not shooting it's different bro like when you're when you're so small like that like you don't really understand the magnitude of you really being able to kill somebody you know what i mean like you don't you don't understand that you can't grasp that you think, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm I'm doing this for a reason, but you don't think this dude's gonna die if I shoot him. You mm-hmm. know, it's just that it goes right over your head, you know.
1: Yeah, I, I so you got a question. See, like, I I could see how that would that hope because it is so much geared at survival or or protecting the people around you. So a lot of the negative might just slip completely to the back of your head because you're so focused on the fact that this is why I'm doing this, regardless of what's going to happen. You know, I have to do this yeah. for this reason. I can totally see that.
0: Yeah. And, and it, so, you know, here's the, we can, we can kind of transition a little bit into a little bit more of a, it's kind of lighthearted, I guess, but cause it's, it's kind of funny, but how about we change it and, and, and try to, try to turn it into a little something, a little bit more light than that. Let's talk about how, guys often shot each other on accident guys shoot okay so so this happens right guys shoot themselves guys shoot each other on accident kids playing with guns like it's a real thing and um this is sticking with the theme of of how easy it is to get guns but this is this is a little bit more of what happens once the kids get them right Mm -hmm. so so uh, aside from trying to shoot other people People accidentally shoot themselves all the time, man. Like I, I'm trying to think, I can go, I can go in order, right? We can kind of speed round it a little bit. I remember, so, so one time, so Biki shot himself with the the 22 Ruger, right? We had to, we had the 22 Ruger, and and uh, I mentioned the gun because it's 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 funny. We started calling that a flake gun, and and it was because. Um. <laughs> It, we felt like a shot at us more than we were shooting at anybody else.
1: Because <laughs> everybody so, was shooting themselves right, a bit.
0: <laughs> right. So so beaky shot himself first, right? And it hurt him. Like it was only a twenty-two, but it hurt him because it stayed inside his leg. You know, he had it in his hoodie, and uh and him and Black Cat were were about to ride on some MPs. You know, Black Cat had his own his own gun and and they're getting ready to come out, and, and Beaky's he's trying to pull it out of his hoodie pocket. I mean, anybody that that has a uh, everybody should know what the hell a hoodie pocket is, um, yeah. and so and so he's trying to pull it out, and the back of the hammer, it touched the top of the pocket, and it went off. Now the reason why it did that is because this gun, this damn flake gun, right? It was a old, it was a twenty two Ruger, but it was a old like Western gun, man, like the quick draw McGraw joint, like you 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 know what I mean? Like you use the you know, the, the hammer the whole time, pow, 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 like that, right. you know what I mean? Like, like draw, you know, one of them like old time joints. So it had a feature on there as old as this gun was, that was like a quick draw feature where it looked like the hammer was all the way forward, but there was a little bit of uh, a gap because it was a quick draw. Meaning that once you pull it up, you can just push the, push the, um the hammer forward and it'll fire. You know, I mean, for like them guys, they get into them old Western shootouts, like draw, you know, you pull it out and whoever is the first to put And so it had that feature on it. Well, it was hard to tell when it was pulled back or when it wasn't. So it's like feather, man. It's like super light. So when he's pulling the gun out of his hoodie, all it had to do was like touch the top of the I pocket.
1: Get, yeah. I guess Ed, and it that. went off.
0: You know what I mean? It went off and, man, messed him up too. He had to go to the hospital for that one. That was one of the more serious ones. <laughs> so we had another, we had this dude pain and, uh, i've talked about him a few times uh he was he was he was one of our guys he was he was he was around you know he 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 did his thing he was he put in work but you know he was he was one of the main guys that uh that brought everybody down he was he was one of the two foundational witnesses so anyways payne uh he had to uh, <laughs> he had the full five we were just talking about he had the forty five the llama he had it on him. I think it, I want to say it was like it was like uh, maybe it was it was New Year's or it was some it was sometime in the winter, um, which sounds familiar to everybody from Milwaukee. Um, <laughs> but it was it was sometime in the winter. He went to a bar and he comes back. He's shot, right? And or he, I think he went to the hospital and he got out and came because it went right through, right? And the the bullet it it was the four or five bullet that was that's the difference is. What's crazy is people are like you know you would think getting shot with a four or five is worse than a twenty two, but the twenty two stays inside you and bounces around and hurts you, and the four or five just blows the other side or whatever, through. yeah, whatever you got going on, and that's what it did. Like it went in through the side, you know, almost like by right behind his ankle, and then came out the bottom of his foot. So what does that tell you? That <laughs> tells you, it tells me that you blatantly shot yourself, right? Just the direction of yeah, the, I'm trying to, the, I'm trying.
1: Trying to envision right. yeah. that,
0: yeah. yeah, I'm not, I'm not a forensic scientist, right? But the trajectory of the bullet going straight down your leg and then right behind your ankle and out the bottom of your foot, it tells me that the gun was probably in your waistband. He came back with this outlandish story that he got into it with somebody, and and the dude came out the bar and and put the gun at his chest, and he slapped the gun down, and um and then the the gun went off, shot him in the foot, and the dude took off running, right. And I'm like, man, that's, you know, like that's a heroic story, but it just, it wasn't, it didn't add up. <laughs> and, uh, and so that was another one. Right. And then literally like probably like two weeks later, pain was just healing up. Right. And, and, um, Tim and Mondi were by two house, and, and Mondi was cleaning the gun. You know, he was cleaning the Ruger. He's like, just, you know, normal white rag, whatever WD-40 or whatever he was using. And, um, he, he like cocked the, the, the chamber back and he like took the clip out. This is what was being described to me, right? He took the clip out and then put it back in and then cocked the chamber forward and must've somehow in his head, like thought that he either had the clip still out because he like laid it on his lap a little bit, you know, like looking at the side of it and then, and then pulled the trigger and it went off and went through the top of his leg, right? Hit all flesh, but went through the top of his leg and damn near shot my brother in the stomach. My brother was standing right Ooh. there. It went, it went right past my brother and went into the speaker. But we were I was by Mario's house and Mondi calls. He's like, Bring Payne's kit. And I knew <laughs> I knew what he was talking about. He was talking about Payne's little wound kit, you know, <laughs> when he was shot. And so I thought something serious happened, but it was he, you know, hmm. flesh wound. So I mean, listen, there's 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 a lot of these stories, bro. Like just just kids being one time we were in we we're in Pelone's attic. It was me, it's me, Toot, and Desmond were we're like sitting next to each other on the bed, right? Like they're playing the game and shit. Uh, I think uh Pelone might have been playing the game or something. And Lauren is like on a on a little chair, um, sitting off to like our left. You know, but he's like kind of like laying down. It's like a, it's like a it's like a big fluffy chair you know it was probably the only comfortable seat in the damn attic <laughs> and so he was kind of like laying down you know like with his head down facing towards us desmond had the he had a different 22 revolver and this was a newer one but it kind of reminded us of oh i got to go back to the other 22 to tell you about the other times too mm-hmm. but but this is a different one it kind of reminded us of the other one too right so we're skeptical of this gun too but um desmond's like spinning the the revolver part of the gun and then he like smacking it in and he smacked it in and it shot, right? Jesus. And um, all I hear, Lauren, I hear Lauren like, what the fuck, man? And, and, and I'm like, what the hell? And I look, he's like, man, you shot me, man. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I'm thinking Lauren's, I'm thinking he's lying, you know, I'm You know, like Lauren was like real mild mannered. I'm thinking he's lying. Cause he's not like, there's no, I mean, he would have shot me. Like I, you would have knew he shot me. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, you. And, uh, and so he points at his foot and his foot is bleeding, you know, and the bullet, this gun was so garbage, the bullet was just sticking in the top of his foot <laughs> right through, right through his shoe and was just sticking in the top of his foot. So he was bleeding, but it was like, it was, it was, you know, it wasn't crazy, but we didn't want to pull the bullet out, you know, and we ended up sending him to the hospital in a cab and <laughs> uh, cause we didn't want him to know where, whatever, where he was coming from. And uh, so that was another one, man. And and so wouldn't you know it, Karma catches Desmond um not too long after that. I think uh this guy I could misquote, I could be I could be misquoted here. I wanna say Low shot him on accident <laughs> with the nine. Los also shot himself on accident with that same nine, I think. And then Desmond's little brother Romano sprayed loose in the back of his legs with a buckshot from a shotgun so it was like them three right there like they were always around each other they always had guns and they obviously weren't responsible but i mean everybody survived um, I,
1: I just can't believe that somebody didn't stand up and take guns away from these people and say you know what you probably aren't the guy that should be carrying this gun
0: but, yeah, You know what? I mean, that falls back on leadership, man. Like <laughs> the only time the only time a gun was uh, somebody was ever violated or a gun was taken away from somebody was from Wolf. <laughs> and that's because Wolf got put on pistol restriction because he lost too many guns, not because he was shooting himself, but because he lost too many guns. So they put him on pistol restriction. And and um, I, I mean, I've told you about that where where he ended up he ended up catching a violation because he didn't tell me about it. And then I gave him the gun the night that I got shot, mm-hmm. and so he had that gun. He had that gun on him. Yeah, he ended up catching a violation for that. Wolf used to catch violations too, though. That's one thing. Like he would he would catch the mass weapons. I'm a, This is a whole another side note, but I just thought of this right now. It popped in my head, and I was I was actually talking to my brother about this the other day. Um, I, one day, bro, right? We're we're sitting by. Yeah, we'll get back. I'm gonna go back to that 22 real quick. But but one day, right? We're sitting by Mario's. I just remember Tim being there with me and and Jay comes over, right? And Jay never comes by Mario because Mario's like, you know, like Mario doesn't didn't have like the spot. I mean, Jay was the Inca. So it wasn't like he was gonna come chill over there. You know what I'm saying? Like it just was, it wouldn't work like that. So um he came and he was outside, knocked on the door. He's like, yo, let me, let me talk to y'all. And so I come, my, me and Tim come out, and Wolf's standing right there, right? So we shake up, we like, What's up, what's up, right? So you Know you gotta remember as much bad shit is happened with Wolf. Like Wolf was still our guy, you know, like that was still my guy, you know, like we kicked it a lot. Like obviously, I wouldn't have so many horrible stories with him if I wasn't around him a lot, right? Yeah. So, but we're just so he was my guy. So we start walking it, like Wolf's all excited. He's like, Man, you know, he's just talking, just being normal, Wolf, right? And uh see so we 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 crossed the street, we start walking through the alley, and Jay's like, Yeah. You know, it's just just as calm as you can be, man. Just just like another day, you know, no sweat. off his back. He's like, yeah, stop right here. He's like, yeah, Wolf, you about to catch your ass with him right now. That's why I brought them out here. And he <laughs> yo, literally made me and Tim give him a violation in the alley right there on the side of a house. Yo, beat the shit out of him for like a minute. Uh, I think it was like a minute and 15 seconds. I don't even know what he did, bro. Like he, Jay didn't even tell us. And yeah, all he told Wolf was like, "You know why you got that?" And and Jay and Wolf was just like, "Yeah, yeah, you know." Like he knew why. So we didn't ask no questions, but you know, that's the kind of shit we used to have to do. But anyways, yeah. So circling back to that twenty two, the reason why we called it a flake gun, right, is because not only after after okay, the shit happened with Beaky, right, and then we had it by if Fro had it by his house, by his he, he was staying by his dad's, and it dropped off the dresser and shot his dad.
1: <laughs> Jesus.
0: I don't mean to laugh, man. I mean, it's funny because he's okay. It's funny because he's okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I know Fro, I know his dad, you know? So it, trust me, I'm, I wouldn't be malicious towards anybody that, you know, it shot him in the leg. You know, he made a joke about it, you know what I mean? And so it, this this gun, it, it, that wasn't where the fun ended, right? So the last straw, the last straw, he had put it in the dresser and and in the same house, in Fro's dad's house. And like, just like a few days later, and it just shot off again by itself. And You're so, like, were like that was it. You guys that were like, it. "This is it. This gun is yeah, done." That was it. Yeah, well, I mean, but yeah, it was what we felt. But then Joey ended up getting caught with it. You know what I mean? And mm. I think in in like the mall or some shit. I think he got caught with it in the mall. And uh, probably because it went off. <laughs> yeah, some something crazy like that. And so, yeah that 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 uh man that we definitely thought that was a flake gun. Man, a hundred percent. It was getting us every time. It It is amazing to me that, that, so this,
1: this all spans over like five years, right? Your, your whole game. Yeah. Coming. Roughly yeah, five years. Yeah. And you have this many stories of people shooting themselves or, you know, guns misfiring and hitting somebody that's, that yeah, wasn't
0: done. <laughs> <laughs> but I, i'll leave it there i'll leave it there i'll leave it there but i wasn't done though.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, we have a whole nother podcast of these coming
0: <laughs> yeah that was a, that was a, that's a whole nother that's a whole nother stuff but no but you know like i'm glad you know it's it's cool that we can make light of something like that right but you know the the, the bigger picture here is right like i mean look at it like the honest the, the honest truth is you know we were kids then getting guns like you think now like now it's like you know i mean all you gotta do is look at facebook Right. I mean these these geniuses, they on there with them just showing every damn gun they got. So they they're definitely out there, you yeah. know. And it's the whole different a whole different kind of kind of world, you know? And so um but yeah, man, uh I it's it, it is crazy how, how many how many uh it's a lot of it's a lot of follies, you know, a lot of trial and error, man. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I and definitely that
1: think that the Latin Kings need to put together like a
0: gun training
1: class for everybody to go through. This is how not to shoot yourself.
0: So, yeah. yeah, we had a bunch of follies, man. We 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 had some funny, we had some funny funny stories. My brother had like a some funny videos, like I wonder whatever happened, all that stuff, man. Like just, uh, we had so many like pictures that the FBI took. Yeah, it was it's crazy. We we had I can't imagine like now, like this day and age, right? Like how much uh quote unquote content you would have, right? Just just from day to day because social networking and all the, mm. you know, everything, everything that you have access to. Every basically every portion of your life would be you can have recorded if you wanted to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And um yeah, it wasn't like that before, man. Definitely wasn't like that. No. So that's what I got, man. That's where I'm at.
1: Yeah, I don't, uh, think, I don't think I have any other questions to go along with this one, but this was kind of a, I mean, we got off on tangents here, but it was a it's yeah, kind yeah, of
0: way no, It's usually the way it goes, man. That's that's the format. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I want to bring a message, but I also want to be able to relate to the people that are listening. You know, like I don't want to be standing up here, pointing my finger like, yeah, man, like we understand. You know, we understand as a whole. Um, We understand that it's not easy and we understand that we can all pitch in little by little because that's ultimately what this comes down to and what it takes. Right. It's just it's just a little bit, you know, it's like um, I know I knew people that I was in prison with that, you know, for example, when they they turned over to religion, you know, they would be gung ho 150 percent, you know, and then they burn out, Mm. you know, they burn out after, you know, two years of that. You know the Bible thumping gets old for him. You know, and and that's not to say that's wrong because you know I say it all the time. You know I'm a Christian, but but my point of that is is same thing with this. You know, like I don't even know is it activism or just you know just just being you know somebody who cares about a community. Yeah, I think it's important, man. Don't burn yourself out. And I wouldn't say, you know, don't make the burden too heavy on yourself. Just try to do what you can a little bit, whatever it is. I mean, even if it's just helping people that you know and you love, right? Because they're our community. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's, that's you know, that's what I try to do. You know, like I said, man, I can't, you know, my situation doesn't allow me to be as proactive as I want to be. But, you know, I'm gonna I'm going to try to make a difference. And hopefully this makes a difference, you know, like we always talk about. So... Definitely, and then we gotta, and then we gotta switch it up. We gotta bring the stories, man, because that's what people like. They like to, they like to be relatable. You know, everybody, <laughs> you know, everybody might not have the same crazy, you know, dumb follies that I have, but I'm sure a lot of people got stories about just stupid times. The different guys, you know, gang or not gang, you know, just, this is this is life.
1: Yeah, and and I think just hearing hearing the behind the scenes story, the things that people don't know about just gang life in general. I mean, some of it might sound like make, make a people's person sound like, Oh, that sounds cool. But for the most part, I think a lot of people will listen to a lot of these stories and realize, yeah, maybe not such a good idea, you know? And, and, you know, if they're not exposed to that ever in their life, they're never going to know that because I mean, this whole world has been a complete mystery to me until, until what? 30 episodes ago when we right. started this
0: so yeah and i think people can decipher right like they can they can see and the message they can they can obviously um pass along is is the difference right like i mean you could see the difference between the message and the stories that go along with it and you can you can decipher what's important to push as far as a positive message mm-hmm. you know like this isn't a kid rated show. this is for adults you know who think about these things. I think it's important to have humor in 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 everything, man like you know it's' as crazy as it sounds like that's that's probably the one thing that brings people together, you know that is is undefeated is humor like people like to laugh. I don't care where you're from, what your background is, any of that people like to laugh, yeah, I and- love to laugh.
1: And a lot of people do not like lecturing. So, I mean, if we yeah. did did an hour of lecturing, it probably would not be nearly as effective as telling some good stories and, you know, trying to underlying it with, with a message. Like we had mentioned, Gavin at the beginning of this podcast. So I'll I'll throw out something that Gavin always says that I think is a great thing to to point. To, a way of describing this is that you put, you put out the story and then you sprinkle a little vegetable in there. So everybody gets that little bit of vegetable, but they really get, they also enjoy it because they get the story, which is what they kind of want to hear. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. So. Exactly.
0: You want, I'm, I'm going to end on a funny one real quick. I'll end on a quick funny story, right? Okay. So, so, so look, so one time I just thought about this right now. I was thinking about Fro and, and, and this, this, uh, this gun. This is before it got caught. This was the flake gun, right? We were on 17th. Um, this is the this is the same the same uh, the same house that that got raided when 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 we got caught for the Pulaski shooting, right? On 17th, the dope house, right? So we're upstairs in this dope house, right? This is that was our spot. We our, ours was like the attic, which is way up there for customers, right? Mm-hmm. And um and Fro had a snake, and then I forgot what happened. Either that. Either he got away or something. He was lost or something. It was something weird, right? But but then but he also had bought like a rat for the snake to eat. Okay, and so and so the rat was still in the cage, you know. And there's no snake. And so Fro, <laughs> I don't know what got into Fro. Right? He had to. He had the, the the Ruger, the six shot Ruger, right? The twenty two. And so he's like, he's like, he we walking. We're walking to the to the hallway where the where the the rats at. He's like, come on, come over here, right? So he starts saying something like dance for me, rat, or something, you know what I mean? And and shoots him. Bah, right? And then just starts shooting him, like in the house. Just shooting the rat in the house. You know what I'm saying? All six shots, right? Boom, boom, boom. And me and like we're me and the guys like we're looking at him like this dude went crazy. You know, fro's not that kind of guy. You know what I'm saying? And so the, the owner of the house, I mean not the owner, but the guy renting the house, you know, the you know, the drug user, right? He comes upstairs. And he's thing. like, what? Yo, he's like, Fro, what the hell's going on here? And um, and he was like, he was like, man, sorry about that. I don't know what his name was. He's probably like Danny or something. He's like, sorry about that, Danny. He's like, the gun dropped. He was like, six times? <laughs> he was like, come on, fro. <laughs> hey, yo, that shit was so funny, man. Yeah, we didn't last long there, but it, man, it wasn't because of him. <laughs> I I I gotta
1: ask, was I mean, after he shot this poor rat six times, was there anything left?
0: It was a twenty two, so it was just holes. Oh well, yeah, just I holes suppose. In. I suppose. Yeah, it was just uh, holes in a little guy. He yeah, he, he, he didn't make it.
1: <laughs> he didn't make it, which
0: sure. understandable, but yeah,
1: but at least yeah. there was, you know, like I, I just imagine like just rat bits everywhere or something, but yeah, but it
0: was yeah, it probably right. was. It was, it probably was. I mean we were laughing so hard about the situation once the once the dude came up. It didn't I don't even remember what happened to the rest to the rat or anything. I don't even remember what we did after that. <laughs> But, so that's what I got I thought I'd end you on that And on a light note
1: so yeah. with that we can wrap this episode up as always if you enjoy this podcast leave a review on your favorite podcast player and if you do leave a review send an email to Birdo so he knows about it and uh, we do have a Patreon patreon.com slash normalized crime and also you can reach out to us with any feedback or comments at normalizedcrime.com or normalizedcrime@gmail.com, at gmail.com. And you can let me know if I've talked enough in this episode or not. Yeah. And, and we will be back next week with another episode. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to normalized crime. Stay tuned for the next episode.